The Start On Demand. On demand. King's Head Pub is taking new steps to ensure the safety of its staff and customers. They're checking ID and turning some people away from places like the U.S. and Eastern Canada. What do you think of this? And with six new cases of COVID-19 on Sunday in Manitoba, is it time for all of us to mask up? A Winnipeg business that has been serving the community for 50 years is taking unique steps after COVID-19 caused business to tumble hard. Bill Knight Flooring and Carpets is looking to rent out part of the showroom. It's in a good location, by the way, if you're looking for space. And got any good customer service stories? I had a great experience at Canadian Tire on Sunday. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb, who's away for a couple of weeks. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, and this is the Monday, July 20th podcast for The Start. Good morning to you listening to 680 CJOB and good morning, Greg Mackling. How are you, buddy? Brett McGarry, it's delightful to hear your voice. Welcome back, my friend. Yep, it's good to be back. I had an amazing week off, although as I look at the forecast here, kind of wishing I took this week off because the weather looks a little bit better. But hey, the, the weather was mostly great. I golfed eight times in 10 days. During my so week jealous. off, so it I've was... yet to swing a golf club, and I'm in a tournament on Wednesday. I should probably get after that in the next 24 hours. Where are you playing? At Rossmere, it's the annual uh, Steve Worth Memorial Golf Tournament that I participate in every year. I've had the honor of emceeing the events there following the tournament for the last five years, but things will be modified somewhat due to COVID 19, so we won't have a formal. Uh, situation happening there but uh, looking forward to that but yeah it'll be my first round of the year so I think I'm going to have to hit the driving range either today or tomorrow well is it a best ball a scramble as they call it yeah but you know what they have to use a certain number of shots from each player and um, yeah I don't want to put my teammates in any worse of a predicament than I'm already likely to do so so I, I better at least practice some tee shots how's that well that's probably not a not a bad idea but yeah I, I kind of got a did a little bit of southern Manitoba exploration I mean I was at Kingswood my my home course in LaSalle four times Friday Saturday Sunday Monday and then on Tuesday I actually got out to Minnewasta in Morden uh, we had previously discussed it we even did it for a small town salute we went to visit Morden and uh, I did get out there on Tuesday it was unfortunately really windy on Tuesday, uh, which kind of kind of stunk, to be quite frank. But it's such an awesome course. I love visiting there. Uh, so hello to Jeff over there. Uh, listener Jean actually uh, messaged me last year when I was talking about Minnewasta. And she said, hey, when you go there, make sure you say hi to Jeff. And I said, well, why should I say hi to Jeff? And then she says, he's my son. <laughs> so, oh, nice. Yeah. So I stuck my head in there and said hello. And then on Wednesday, I went to Grand Pines which is uh, just way up 59. It's almost at the end of Highway 59, just past Grand Beach in uh, Traverse Bay. That's kind of in the sort of the ballpark of where you go hang out with your friends uh, for a cabin, isn't it? Yeah, that is actually up around Albert Beach. So I've not been to Grand Pines. Uh, 
give us a little bit of a tour if you wouldn't mind. Oh, well, Grant, well, the good thing about that course, too, is I was expecting, again, Wednesday was supposed to be really windy, and I kind of wanted to bail out, but uh, my buddy Ryan says, no, it's well protected because it's uh, entirely treed, and he was right, the wind was not a factor. It's just a lovely course, and the greens are uh, lightning fast. If anybody, if you're familiar with golf, there are the greens can be slower and uh, they can be very fast. And uh, these were the fastest greens I've played all season. And it was I was completely stumped and mystified, quite frankly. But I had a great day. And uh, then back to Kingswood on uh, uh, where did it? No, I went out to La Verandrie in La Brokery on Friday. Shot the round of my the life. turtle. What's that? Uh, yeah, that's right. We saw a snapping <laughs> turtle. If you go to my Instagram at Brett McGarry, we were crossing the, I can't remember which hole it was, but uh, it was, it was cool because me and my buddy AJ were, we just sort of, we didn't even have to say anything. We just saw this, this thing lumbering across the fairway. So we stopped the cart and both pulled out our phones and ran over to it. We stayed, I think, at least six feet away because we know snapping turtles while they're slow, they're dang, you know, they can take your finger off. Uh, but uh, we, I got some amazing footage of this little guy as he was trying to get across. I felt bad because we scared him, right? I mean, we startled this poor guy as he was just trying to get wherever he was going, and he kind of reared back a little bit, so I made sure to stay away. Don't want to lose a finger to a turtle. So that was cool, though, and then uh, and now I'm going back out again today, so what the heck? The golf vacation continues, sort of. Uh, but, yeah, I am refreshed, man, although I had a hell of a time waking up this morning. I woke up so confused. My alarm went off at 2.45. I'm like, what is going on? What is that? Oh, yeah, I got to go to work. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you saw a lot of Manitoba. Yeah. You got a lot of golf in. The weather was pretty good, except for the wind. What about the mosquitoes? Oh, because boy. there's a lot of controversy brewing. The city says they're completed their mosquito fogging operation, at least for now. But as far as I know, they didn't hit any neighborhoods. How about outside the city? Depending on that, are they? It was uh, there was one day. I think it was Monday. Uh, before the rain started, because we got rained on in the back nine at Kingswood. But before that, uh, because it was a little bit cooler on Monday and it was cloudy. And uh, when we went into the, so the the, uh, 9th, 10th and 11th holes at that course are uh, surrounded by trees and we got devoured, just devoured by mosquitoes. So we were quite happy to actually see some rain come down because that chased them away. Uh, But they were just brutal. They were awful. Um, and I rarely use bug spray because I just hate using it, but I had to pull the bug spray out on that day. What's the mosquito situation in your backyard? Uh, as soon as that sun starts going down, Brett, it's time to head inside. And uh, we have a gazebo, and we're just so stubborn. We, we love the breeze, and when you put the screens up on the sides, it sort of dissipates the breeze so the breeze is nice to keep the air moving and then you put the sides up to protect yourself from the mosquitoes and uh, zip up the screens and you know what we just decided when the mosquitoes come out we'll go inside for a bit and then typically you can make your way back outside when I watered the flowers this morning at I guess it was just before four o'clock uh, the mosquitoes weren't too bad, but it was cool this morning. 11 degrees, that's a little chilly. Yeah, it's at 15 degrees now. I guess it's just gone up. Uh, the, the new temperature has registered in the last few minutes. But yeah, it is a little bit cooler out there today, but looking like a hot weekend ahead. Uh, looking at the extended forecast, Saturday sunny and 32, Sunday sunny and 30. Uh, so if you are off, like Loren McNabb, who's away for a couple of weeks, she's picked a great week uh, to hopefully get out and enjoy herself with the family. 
We want to talk about this group that protested the mandatory wearing of masks. They were in front of the legislature yesterday, and this protest was in conjunction with similar protests right across Canada. Global's Eric Pandera has more. About two dozen protesters gathered, waving signs, arguing mask wearing should not be mandated before marching down Broadway. To show Dr. Rusin uh, that we don't need, we, we need to have our health in our own hands. We need the freedom to choose if we wear a mask or not. But virus expert Dr. Jason Kinderchuk says people should consider wearing a mask as just another public health measure, like physical distancing. I, I look at this idea of, of wearing masks, and, and we've seen this kind of co-opted by the anti-vax movement as being an infringement on people's rights. I don't quite understand that. This is something that we can provide to those people that are vulnerable to this disease. Manitoba has not yet moved to mandate mask wearing in public, as is being done in most major Ontario municipalities, as well as in Quebec. Protester Patrick Allard said Sunday's protest was preemptive. Should we wait and, and be retroactive or should we be proactive and ensure that it doesn't happen. Protesters also argued wearing masks can be dangerous to people's health. But medical experts say there's no peer-reviewed science to back that claim. Ultimately, with something like a cloth mask, there was zero data to support any sort of infringement on you know, oxygen delivered to the lungs. But somehow that message has now permeated all of social media. Kindrachuk compared wearing a mask to basic hygiene when sick or wearing a seatbelt. Kinderchuk says it's important for public health experts to push back on faulty messaging concerning COVID-19 and public safety. Eric Pindera, Global News. Greg Mackling, your thoughts on this? Well, my original reaction when you told me you wanted to play this story this morning was, why are we giving these individuals a, a platform, these pseudo self imposed self-declared experts on this stuff. Like, they don't know anything more than Dr. or Dr. Kinderchuk, who we heard in that story. I don't, I don't understand. I don't get the hang up of this. If you have a breathing issue, if you have a medical issue which prevents you from wearing a mask, you're the very type of people we're trying to help by wearing masks when we go out. And, you know, even if six months from now we find out maybe there's a defense a dozen definitive studies that say, yeah, they actually didn't do anything. So what? I don't understand what the big deal is, and I don't understand why we want to give these these folks a platform. It's just bizarre. And not to mention, there's no mask mandate in Manitoba anyway. I, I know they're trying to be proactive here, but uh, come on. I don't get this. I really don't. Well, coming up after Global News at 8 o'clock, we'll speak with epidemiologist Cynthia Carr, and she says... The mask protesters are incorrect. So we'll get details from her on that after Global News at 8. And I think on the shift overnight, what was the, what was the slogan they came up with? Mask it or casket.
Mackling and McGarry McNabb is away for a couple of weeks. Lots of text messages so far, 204-780-6868, Greg, including one from Tom, and I owe Tom an apology because uh, he says, hey, Brett, you teased us with, you said you had the golf game of your life and you didn't say the score. And he's right, and you could, I'll just chalk that up to Rust. Still sort of, it's funny how you take a week off and you forget how to do everything when you come back to work. Uh, but uh, when I was at La Verandrie at La Brokerie on Friday, that's where I had the round of my life because I played it, I think, three weeks ago, and I did not do very well there. I had a 96, which isn't bad, but it's not great. Uh, but on fr- this past Friday, I shot 82, Greg. 82? Yeah. I think that was my fault. I think I interrupted you about the turtle thing. I think you were about to give your score. So uh, I'm already stepping on your toes, buddy. That's an incredible score what what's par at that golf course is uh, it a 70 a 71 probably 77 like what's the par there <laughs> i'm not sure off the top of my head i think it's probably in the 70 71 range that, that's usually the common one but yeah it was a good day for me and it, it felt good because i had a couple of pretty lousy rounds uh throughout the week i mean when you play eight times in 10 days you're not going to bring your best game every time like when i, I think i was 100 at grand pines and minnewasta i'll use air quotes and say i shot 102 i'm pretty (laughs) pretty sure it might might have been closer to 122 so we'll just leave it at that and then uh listen to this text message on this we were talking about masks and we're going to get into customer service stories here in a moment because i had a really good experience yesterday at uh, canadian tire Uh, but we had that protest yesterday outside the legislature uh people processing against the possibility of mandatory masks I went into my favorite health market this weekend. So right there, there's a, there's a bizarre irony about this, that this was at a health market. Wearing a mask and the cashier, who was behind plexiglass, told me there was a recent article that shows they are ineffective. I called the store later and asked if they prefer I come in without a mask next time. I wear the mask in the store to help protect other people, like the cashier, not just myself. This weekend protest uh, just shows how some people can be selfish and their mentality is that they are healthy so who cares about others so you can keep it keep weighing in at 204-780-6868 do you do you have a mask i keep meaning to buy a cloth mask uh, but i don't have one yet greg yeah i have a it's an rn95 mask oh wow and uh i i hang it uh, i've got a <laughs> i've got a winnipeg jets goalie mask that hangs from my rear view mirror so i hang my mask on that so that's always at hand when i go somewhere and of course yesterday went to three or four different places and i was halfway to the last place I went and realized I'd forgotten my mask. So I turned around, went back and got it. You know, I, I just feel, I don't know. I, I just feel like I'm doing the right thing when I wear it. And like I said earlier, even if we find out six months from now, and I don't think we will, that's not what I'm saying. But even if we did somewhere down the line, find out uh, the revelation is that they don't really work. They don't do anything. They don't prevent anything. And keep in mind, that is why, it's suggested that you wear a mask is to protect other people from your spittle, your droplets, your air from your mouth, not to prevent you from ingesting any germs. It's as a courtesy to those around us. And so, like I say, at the end of the day, if we find out they don't work, who cares? It's no, it's not a big deal to wear one. And if you're uncomfortable wearing one, it's probably because you've got some sort of respir- respiratory issue that makes it uncomfortable for you. And that would tell me that you're the exact person we're trying to help. Uh, 
when we wear a mask and maybe you shouldn't be going anywhere in the first place if you're out and you have uncomfortable situations with your breathing. I'm not a doctor, not an expert. We'll, we'll talk to one. Cynthia Carr will join us after eight o'clock and we'll, we'll do our best to dispel any of these myths about masks and whether or not they're effective or not. Because I saw the article that one of our listeners uh, sent to you as well with regard to wearing th uh, three layers of mask and, and the oxygen saturation meter uh, on the nurse's finger saying, yeah, you see, it's still at 99 or 100%. It's fluctuating. So uh, I, I'm not even sure why we're still debating this. Well, we got a text message here. And we're, we'll get into the customer. we got to get moving on the customer service story in a second here. But uh, we just got a text. Uh, great meme. It's a picture that shows uh, what we hang off of our mirror in the car. 1970, there's a cross hanging from the mirror. 1980, it's an air freshener. 1990, it's a compact disc. And 2020, it is a surgical mask. So thank you very much for sending that. That's Ron from St. Anne, Manitoba. So yesterday I went to Canadian Tire and I had a, was really pleased with the experience I had and I wanted to share it. This is the Canadian Tire just across the street here on St. James. About a month ago, I was on the hunt for a new cooler bag. I like to bring a, a cooler bag with me to the golf course. I you know, throw some, some Cokes in there and some water bottles and a, usually a Tupperware full of watermelon. And if my buddies have some Gatorades they want to throw in there, and then we'll go into the clubhouse and get some beers and shove those in there. Uh, so I found this Coleman bag. I mean, you can spend up to like 300 bucks on these cooler bags, these Yeti bags that they sell they're so expensive i don't have that kind of cash for a cooler bag but uh yeah i figured you know 50 bucks on a, a coleman cooler bag it should do the trick because the, i bought a cheap 20 dollars cooler bag last year and guess what i got what i paid for it was garbage uh and it was it would just sweat through the ice would melt through the bag i had this thing for a month and i get home the other day and it, it's not just it hasn't just sweat through the ice doesn't just sweat through the bag it like completely leaked through it was dripping so I took it back, and I, but I didn't have a receipt. I had no receipt. I had no, I, it, it didn't even have the tag. I left the tag on the bag for like three weeks, and I finally cut the tag off. And I went in and I said, and I spoke to a young lady named, uh, I believe it's Eunice. Eunice or Eunice, not sure how to pronounce it, E-U-N-I-C-E. And she was wearing a mask. And um, I said, look, I don't have the receipt for this, but you can see, because I had just come from the golf course. I said, you can see this thing is, is, is leaking through can I exchange it? And uh, she said, well, uh, do you, you don't have the receipt? No. So she went to the computer to look up the product, what it was, went to one computer and looked it up. And then she went to another computer and asked me, do you have the original payment? Like, what did you use, your debit card? And I said, yep. And she took the card and she swiped it into the system and she did some poking around and she said, yep, I got the transaction. Uh, just go get another bag and uh, we'll swap it out. And uh, I ran and got the bag, brought it back, and she said, okay, away you go. And I thought, no, like, there's a policy right on the wall as you're standing there saying, if you don't have a receipt, you're pretty much SOL. That's not the official, that's paraphrasing. <laughs> that's not the official Canadian tire vernacular. But the fact that she didn't even, like, she could have just said, sorry, pal, no receipt, get lost. Uh, but she, I felt like she went over and above to to make my experience uh, a good one. And, you know, I, I guess it, it, particularly in these times, you know, retail is, you know, they, they're probably dealing with all kinds of weird stuff because of the pandemic. So I just wanted to salute her and salute all retail workers, quite frankly, uh, who are on the front lines right now as people are coming in with or without masks.
But Smackling and McGarry McNabb is away for the next couple of weeks, and we want to continue our chat about good customer service because we'll be talking a lot about retail this morning. But it doesn't have to be a customer service story specific to retail. Jeff Fortier is here. Tristan Field-Jones, are you there over in the our other studio? I am right easy. And Kelly Moore is over in lovely Canterbury Park. Oh, the world is right with Tristan Field-Jones now in the saddle. That's right. Jeff Braun is away this week as we continue our various sort of rotating musical chairs of vacation. But, Greg, why don't we start with you because you've got that Bill Knight flooring a carpet story. We're talking to them at 837 about what they're doing in their showroom, how they're looking to uh, rent it out to to try to deal with the fluctuating business from COVID-19. But what's your story? Well, as we know, uh, so many businesses have been flexible. They've been shifting on the fly, to use a sports terminology, to keep their businesses going. And and well before the pandemic last summer, geez, I guess it's almost two summers ago, uh, we redid our basement. And I like to patronize those who patronize CJOB. And Bill Knight's a, a part of our advertising family. They're a partner of ours. And I went to Bill Knight, and I've known Bill's son, Wiley, for going on 25 years now. And so I had a double reason to d- double reason to go there. And I went and I met this young woman named Audrey. And I cannot tell you guys how important she made me feel, how relaxed, how educational she was, her follow-up, no pressure, and just everything she did to ensure that things went exactly the way they were supposed to. And then, you know, you get delivery from some of these places and they won't take it any further than the curbside. The delivery guy put the stuff right in my garage, stacked it perfectly. And it just, you know, it was one of those experiences from start to finish. It was a big investment and there was zero regret on the other side. And it's not very often that you find that. Awesome, man. That's a great story. We'll have to make sure to reshare some of that at 837 when we speak to Bill Knight. Kelly Moore, you must have a story. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, we, we were actually... We're in uh, the Home Depot on Regent. Oh, I can't remember how long ago it was. But there were two employees in particular. One's name was Diane or Diana. And what she went through to find the tiles for our backsplash was absolutely incredible. And then there was another lady by the name of Wendy who was outstanding in, uh, in helping us with, uh, with our flooring needs. So uh, those two in particular, Diana and Wendy, or Diane and Wendy, uh, just I, I, I remember when we were paying for our bill, I said, uh, I'm not sure how I get this through to the manager, but I just wanted to mention those names for their exceptional service. And, it, you know, I mean, it always just feels so good when you've been somewhere and, and you have been treated that well. Jeff Forte. Mine is actually on Friday. Uh, so last week, my blower fan uh, for the AC in my car went out. And so, oh boy. Oh, yeah. So I, I phoned around. I phoned to uh, one of the bigger chain auto shops, and they couldn't get me until Wednesday. So I phoned this uh, little place called Cluche's Auto Body, and, uh, or not Auto Body, just Auto Shop. And uh, yeah, I phoned them at 2 15. Whoa, what is that? That's Kelly. That's uh, Kelly's computer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I phoned them at 2 15, and he said, oh, yeah, we can get you in on Monday. I said, sure, I got off work at 1, like I could be there for 1.30. He said, yeah, no problem. He's like, wait, are you home right now? And I said, yeah. 
He said, bring it in. Let's check it out. By 4 o'clock, I had my car back all fixed up and everything. Really? So yeah, an hour and 45 minutes took for them to look at it, and they didn't charge me for looking at it because they found out the problem right away. And yeah, just great service. Wow. So that's Clue Chase. I'm just looking at one any, any, any relation to, to Richard. I don't think yes. so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tristan, they're Phil all Jones. related. <laughs> What's your story, TFJ? Uh, several years ago, I had to have eye surgery to correct a uh, lazy eye uh, in my left eye. And uh, what happens is to go home, n- not exactly a retail story, but a customer service story. Uh, I obviously needed a taxi to go home uh, because my mom was with me, but she didn't drive. And so we asked, uh, we ordered a taxi and it was, and this, I'm kicking myself for not remembering the name. It wasn't one of the major like Unicity or Duffy's. It was one of the smaller companies. And, you know, after having the eye surgery, I was half out of it because I was still kind of under the effects of the anesthetic and I really couldn't open my eyes as a result of that. But the, the taxi driver was really, really good at, you know, making sure I could get into the van okay, making sure that I was strapped in, uh, you know, ensuring that uh, we got home safe and sound. And it was, he didn't have to do a lot of the stuff that he did to, to help out, but it meant a lot, especially considering that I was, you know, basically, you know, blind and out of it for the entire trip. So that I, and it was at a critical time too, which was really important. Okay, right on, man. That's a great story. And if you've got a story, 204-780-6868. And I have another story here, and this isn't a retail specific, but uh, I remember I had, uh, this was, I, well, I think over 10 years ago when I was still driving a Honda Civic. And uh, <laughs> I was going to leave in my buddy's place, or my buddy's place, it was my place too. I was, I was a roommate with my friend. And uh, I got in the car to go see my girlfriend at the time, pull my key out of the pocket, and just as I'm putting it in the ignition lock, I see there's something on the tip of the key, and it is a piece of Kleenex, but I... I couldn't stop myself. The movement, like the motion, had I've already committed to the motion, and I put the key in the ignition, and then it jammed. And I couldn't even start the car. I couldn't get the key all the way in. I tried to do what I could to fish it out, uh, but I had no luck. I mean, I had no tools to get into an ignition lock. Uh, so I had a tow truck driver eventually had to come, and he jammed the key in and got it started and said, take this immediately to somewhere i think i took it to canadian tire and eventually i had to take it back to the the honda dealership on regent and uh it was i think it was a 600 hundred dollar repair because they had to take the whole thing apart to get out this stupid piece of kleenex and they warrantied it i couldn't believe it they warrantied it it was not a warranty repair it was totally user error on my part but they warrantied it so i was stunned by that. Uh, so that was a great service. So if you have a story, 204 780 6868. Mackling and McGarry McNabb is away for a couple of weeks. We've been talking this morning about customer service stories. And uh, Greg, we got a great story here from Don, a regular listener who is a trucker of ours. Do you see his text from New York City? I'm scrolling. I'm trying to find well, it. Well, I've got it here. I've got it. Don says, I had a Monday delivery in NYC a few years ago. I got there at noon Sunday, checked in, and asked if they'd like it early. Being a New Yorker, he spewed fourth language that would embarrass a sailor. I just shrugged and said, okay. 
about it, ask. See you in the morning. He seemed surprised I wasn't upset, and he mentioned it. I told him it didn't matter to me, but if he wanted it early, I'm here. He immediately backed me in and unloaded the trailer, and he soon became a regular customer of mine, to the point he would call me on Saturdays to ask if I was headed there, and if so, to just back in as soon as I got there. So that's a neat story. Uh, because that's got like, man, I just the, the idea that you, you show up and you got to wait until the next day to, to make the drop. That seems onerous. Well, it's all about relationships. It's about respect and communicating with people. And I think we find, uh, so often in life, if you just take that extra step and, and sometimes it's outside your comfort zone, but get to know somebody a little bit, you just never know what common ground you can find with them. And if you can do that in a customer service in your work life situation, uh, let me tell you, it makes things a whole bunch easier because we've got all these rules and regulations. And if you can just find the, the human element in it, uh, you might realize that Man, there's a better way we're going to get this done more efficiently and uh, everybody's going to be happy. And the three of us actually, Mackling, McGarry, McNabb, we all had a great customer experience uh, with our friends over at Body Measure back earlier this year. I think it was in February, January or February. It's the, that shop on uh, St. Mary's at uh, 1086 St. Mary's Road. Uh, as they described, the only place in Winnipeg where you can find out what you are made of. Discover your lean muscle mass percentage, your body fat percentage, your bone density. Uh, so while you, you if you go to Body Measure, you might not like the result, but the experience and the, the service and the way they treated us, they treated us like royalty. Uh, I thought it was a, a, an amazing experience. So I just wanted to give them a shout as well because the service they're providing is awesome. Text message at 204-780-6868. Read the box that comes with the N95 mask that you have, Greg. You are fake news. Tell people the truth, not your talking points. You should clean. You should. There have been nine lab studies in the last 10 years that prove masks don't work and the cloth ones are more likely to get you sick. Look them up and read them if you can read. But you and I know that you won't tell people about what you found. It doesn't help your talking points. The truth is treason in the empire of your lies. This is oh why my. you are fake news. If the studies don't fit your talking points, you won't read them. And looking through the history of text this person has sent, clown news, more possible fake news, fake news, Winnipeg's most trusted, misleading, and fake news network. Well, clearly this is a fan of ours, Greg, at 204-780-6868. <laughs> We've had a couple of those this morning, yeah. so uh, keep them coming. And we got a great text as well from Auntie Didi. Yeah, she says, good morning. After working in retail at Safeway, sales for well over 35 years, please tell your clerk, your cashier, the great job they have done. We usually don't get your compliments, only the complaints. Your personal words mean a lot. Thank you and stay safe. And uh, I just want to say to you, Didi, thank you for the job and the work that you've done over the years. I've never interacted with you, but based on your passion and the fact that you've taken time to text us this morning, I can only imagine that customer service has always been right at the top of your priority list. And, and Brett, it's not always that way. 
No, no. A lot of people just do the job, right? Yeah. And then there are people who go above and beyond the expectation, as we used to say in the restaurant that I worked at once upon a time. And and I think those uh, people deserve to be recognized uh, wholeheartedly. We will go out of our way to complain sometimes, but if you're someone who's prepared and willing to complain, hopefully you're someone who's also prepared and willing to give a compliment where it's warranted. Question of the day at cjob.com, brought to you by Credit Aid, helping Manitobans get out of debt since 1992. Visit creditaid.ca, call 204-987-6890. And looking at Friday afternoon's question, the Canada-U.S. border will be closed to non-essential travel for several more weeks. What would you like to see happen after that? And 90% say open it up, revive travel. Pardon me, hang on a second. I'm refreshed. The, the, the results were backwards. 89% say keep it closed. Too risky to travel. 11% say open it up. Revive travel and tourism. That's weird. It had the results flipped, and I thought that can't be right. Hmm. So you can hmm. still cast your vote at cjob.com. But that kind of ties into what we're about to talk about here. As Manitoba public health officials say, there are six new cases of COVID-19 identified as of yesterday morning. 18 active confirmed cases right now. 318 individuals have recovered from COVID. The number of deaths due to COVID-19 remains at seven. Yeah, those numbers represent the empirical data surrounding the novel coronavirus in Manitoba. What we don't know for sure is how many people are visiting Manitoba from other provinces, territories, or states. As numbers rise at an alarming rate in various uh, U.S. states, one Winnipeg business is asking for ID from all of its clients, and they aren't just making sure patrons are of legal age to consume alcohol. Chris Graves is the owner of the King Heads, King's Head Pub, sorry, Chris, in downtown Winnipeg. We say good morning. Good morning, and don't be sorry. Having a difficult time also trying to figure out your guys' vacation schedule. <laughs> I'll send you an email with a spreadsheet uh, coming up here at the end of the day, Chris. Hey, what else are you checking ID-wise at the at the King's Head? Well, listen, we, uh, we've seen an influx of people coming in uh, from other places, uh, including cross-border, uh, trying to, uh, you know, sneak their way into establishments. So... We've implemented a few things trying to get a handle on that. So, I mean, for instance, just over the weekend, we had two people from Florida that had flown in to Manitoba and tried to get into the King's Head. Uh, when we had actually, after we checked their ID, they actually admitted to us that they were going to do everything they could to lie their way into other establishments, including ours. Um, a week, another, like basically a week ago, we had two gentlemen come in from Germany that had just flown in. And this is interesting. They were actually staying at the Fairmont Hotel, and they were directed by concierge to come to the King's Head Pub. Uh, you know what? There's, the issue right now is not just interprovin- or provincial traveling. There is an issue that's even cross-border that the province of Manitoba does not have a handle on. And of course, just like how it's been with regards to financial stability with our industry, now we have to take on the onus of trying to keep our staff and our patrons safe. And we're, we're actually, you know what, right now, we don't know what direction the government of Manitoba wants us to take. So right now we're taking it on our own If you have not proven that you've been able to quarantine for 14 days from those provinces, 
that are allowed or from different areas that uh, are allowed in Manitoba as well. If you can't prove to us that you've been quarantined for 14 days or live here now, we actually are not allowing you into the King's Head Pub. Yeah, Chris uh, Graves, by the way, is the owner of the King's Head Pub, joining us live on 680 CJOB. And a lot of people, of course, asking how the hell are these people even getting into the country from the United States? I mean, as it stands right now, the agreement on this border closure, which is extended to August 21st, it exempts the flow of trade and commerce, as well as temporary foreign workers and vital health care workers like nurses who live and work on opposite sides of the border. But tourists and cross-border visits are supposed to be prohibited. You mentioned these two people from Florida. Sounds like you had an extended conversation with with them did they happen to mention what they were doing here they would not actually so there was certain information they wouldn't give us and when we actually tried to uh take a picture of their id to uh to to basically you know put call manitoba health they would not allow us to do that so again no guidance from the province of manitoba they want us to report these things but i can't legally retain somebody's id that's impossible for me to do So how can I report something if I can't get any information from these people at all? Hear me out for one second. One of the things that we lobbied for before provinces were opened up to Manitoba, listen, the borders have always been open, but there was a quarantine aspect when we're talking about Canada-wide. We lobbied that Manitoba should open to Manitobans at 100%. Contract tracing would be easier, and the government talks about how that is so paramount. But instead, they decided to keep business the way that it is right now, and essentially with so many constrictions with independent businesses. I have friends of mine in this industry that still can't even open up because of those issues. But instead of opening up 100% to just Manitobans and let's see how our bubble does, they decide to open our borders and 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 then create this issue. We look at what the spiking is right now in Western Canada, right? There's spiking there that's happening, but they're still allowed to come into Winnipeg or Manitoba without having a quarantine. So we're doing things now where we're taking it upon ourselves to severely scrutinize and screen people coming in to make sure that our staff and our patrons are safe until the province of Manitoba decides to step up and improve their checks and balances. Well, I commend you for doing that, Chris, because not everyone would take that extra step. And I hear your concern with regard to this expanded Western Canada bubble. Uh, I mention this uh, every once in a while. One of my best friends lives in the Okanagan Valley, and he says, Greg, you wouldn't believe the number of Manitoba license plates out this way. And in Alberta, I've got friends in Calgary who say the same thing. So those people are going to be going there. And you mentioned those spikes. And so those individuals are there now, but they're coming home and maybe the better course of action might have been to keep the bubble, bubble Manitoba only. We can continue to conver, converse about that as we, we head through the day here. But what's the reaction? What was the reaction from those gentlemen from Florida when you told them, you know what, uh, you can't come in here? Well, to be honest with you, they weren't shocked and they weren't surprised. They actually, I, I mean, I'm assuming they knew what the rules and regulations and the policies and procedures were. And it wasn't just them. Somehow, we had a couple from North Dakota that had actually driven across the border. They did not tell us what border they tried to drive across. But they had came here. They said they had family members in Manitoba. And they did not quarantine. They came into the King Center. And again, we refused them because we had already started the policy. And we would not have allowed them to come into the King Center anyway. 
But these are the problems that we're having with people getting in somehow in the province of Manitoba, not really understanding it. And trust me, is it a tough pill to swallow to turn these people away right now? Absolutely. We're bleeding financially. There's no doubt about it. Yesterday alone, boys, yesterday alone, we turned away over 20 people at the King's Head. That is a massive number on a Sunday. Typically, where we're a little bit slower. And some of them didn't have proper identification. But here's a perfect example. A family was traveling across Western Canada, and they had stopped in Manitoba, and they were from Oakville, Ontario, which is the area of Mississauga, which is not allowed to be in Manitoba with the quarantine for 14 days. And they admitted that they were passing through. This is the issue that we're having right now. Chris Graves is the owner of the Kig's Head Pub in downtown Winnipeg, joining us live on 680 CJOB. Uh, how long are you going to keep doing this, Chris? We're going to do it until the province of Manitoba decides to step up and implement some checks and balances. If we still continue to see spiking in the West, I believe that we're going to have those borders shut down again, and we implore other businesses to do what we're doing and close the borders right now for quarantining and let Manitoba be its own bubble. All right, Chris. Thank you so much for joining us as always. We appreciate the time, bud. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, maybe I'll see you on the links there, uh, buddy, if you don't mind. Yeah, let's get out. Take me, though. I'm broke. You'll have to, you'll have to take me. <laughs> I'd be delighted to spend some time on the golf course with Chris Graves, the owner of the King's Head Pub in downtown Winnipeg at Winnipeg Institutions. It isn't mandatory to wear a mask in public in Manitoba as we had six more cases uh, to move our active case total to 18, Greg. Yeah, that came down yesterday. The question in my mind, is it time for Manitoba to do just that? Cynthia Cynthia Carr is epidemiologist and health policy expert at Epi Research. She joins us now. Good morning, Cynthia. Good morning. So um, is it time for Manitoba to consider mandatory masking in public? Well, obviously, um, the word consider, that's already um, under consideration, as Dr. Rusin has said before. Um, although he wasn't implementing that as a public health order or mandate, um, that component was always on the table as part of a comprehensive strategy. Um, so that component of a comprehensive strategy is important in any situation where, you know, we can't do the other aspects, which is social distancing, um, when you can't avoid crowding. So, um, you know, if we're finding situations where there's outbreaks or there's more and more sort of public gatherings uh, where people are together or um, because of, you know, there might be increased spread now that we're seeing more cases uh, throughout the community, uh, he might feel that in public spaces and enclosed public spaces um, that that would be important. So, uh, absolutely, lab research and other studies in countries that have implemented mask orders have shown um, a reduction uh, in cases uh, versus before masks. Um, and we know that people are most infectious in the beginning of of the infection stages when most people don't know they're infected. So um, it's certainly something to put on the table because, you know, we are seeing these new cases pop up and we don't want them, you know, that escalated reproduction rate where, you know, it gets out of control quickly. 
So this protest that happened yesterday outside the mm-hmm. legislature, about two dozen people uh, with signs, uh, for example, saying, hug your loved ones, social distancing is unnatural, other signs mm-hmm. saying, my body, my choice. Uh, you say incorrect. Correct. So um, in Manitoba, we have a public health act, and within that is the is something called the communicable communicable disease order. Because when it comes to matters of healthy public policy um, or communicable disease, it is not my body, my choice, because you're impacting others. Healthy public policies are things like you can't drink and drive, you can't speed, um, you can't smoke near other people, because that can harm other people. That's why there are laws. So in the case of a communicable disease order, the reason for that is my body, my choice does not apply when you are taking the risk for other people. So, um, you know, it's meant for exactly the situation where communicable disease exists and an order is necessary to prevent, reduce, or eliminate a threat presented by the disease. It is clear and obvious that, A, this disease is highly infectious. We know how it's transmitted, close contact through um, air droplets and um, potentially through those, you know, really small uh, respiratory uh, aerosol uh, droplets. So, no, uh, it is not your body, your choice. You don't get to take the risk on other people's behalf, and that is why there are communicable disease orders that are used in situations, you know, with sexually transmitted infections, with tuberculosis. Uh, This is not new. This has been on the books. Um, because sometimes people don't comply, and when it's necessary for the safety of others, um, we need to follow direction. Cynthia, is there any basis for concern about your health? Some people will say wearing a mask can damage your health, and they'll point to certain surveys, and they'll they'll point you to certain research that's been done Mm -hmm. over the years. How credible is any of that research which suggests that? Well, first of all, it's pretty unlikely there's a lot of research that's been done, quote, over the years, right? So there might be a case study or something. But the reality is, and, you know, the World Health Organization is clear, as as Dr. Rusin, yes, there's certainly people that shouldn't be wearing a mask. Never put it on somebody under the age of two. um, You know, it's not safe. Don't tie a mask around a child's face. Use Velcro or something that can quickly, you know, open. Um for safety, but they've also been clear. If your mask gets dirty or it gets too moist, yes, that can be a, uh, you know, a breeding ground for bacteria. Take it off, just like other, any other dirty thing or wet thing you wouldn't have on your face. Um, if you do uh, have a tendency to be claustrophobic or you, you have other sort of respiratory conditions, absolutely, that is a medical reason why you probably shouldn't wear a mask. But don't forget, if you have one of those medical conditions impacting your respiratory system, you may also be at higher risk for poor health outcomes with this virus. So it would be better to avoid those situations of, you know, that where you could be crowding or shopping. Try to find somebody that you can delegate to do those tasks for you. But for the most part, other than where the World Health Organization has already been clear, um, it is not unsafe to wear a mask. But keep the mask clean and don't put it on your face if it's wet and don't put it on anybody who's age two and under. And just before we let you go here, Cynthia, you know, one of our listeners, Brian, texting us saying, hey, there have been nine studies done in the last 10 years that say masks don't work and they're more like the cloth ones are more likely to get you sick. Uh, with other listeners pointing out, well, I guess uh, if the masks don't work, then you should just tell your surgeon to take off, take off the mask before they do an operation on you. 
Exactly. So there's a variety of reasons, too, for the mask, right? So your surgeon's wearing that mask because he doesn't want those droplets sprayed back at him. And so that mask does stop those droplets. We know for sure this is spread through those bigger, ugly droplets. So even if it prevents you from getting, you know, those into your own uh, mouth, that's good. But the point of this is to stop the chain of transmission. A cloth mask is for you to protect others and the people around you to protect you. Right now, you've got to act as though you're infected. That's the bottom line. Act as though you're infected. Wear a mask when Dr. Rusin implements that order. And if you're in any choke points, like a lineup or other situation where the ventilation isn't good and you're in crowds if people around you aren't wearing a mask i get out of that lineup or out of that situation cynthia carr epidemiologist and health policy expert with epi research joining us live as always on 680 cjob cynthia thank you so much for the time we very much appreciate it you're welcome this morning We've been celebrating our top shelf customer service experiences at 637. I shared a story about how I had a great experience at Canadian Tire yesterday. And we've been getting all sorts of great stories at 204-780-6868, like this one from Jason Gregg. Uh, He says, I went to a store to spend several grand on laundry machines last month, went through the most ridiculous runaround, and after half an hour left without spending a dime. In hindsight, it was a blessing in disguise because I ended up dropping into Midland Appliance, had possibly the best retail experience in years with Nathan, whom I purchased both laundry and dryers off that day, will be customers for life there and all the better for supporting local business over big box cartels. And so we like getting stories like that because it's so easy to complain when you get lousy customer service and to share your negative experiences with friends, family, and especially on social media where it's so easy to be angry. Yeah, no question. And uh, Jason, I'm not surprised you had a a top shelf experience at Midland Appliance. They are uh, my go-to as well. It's far too easy to express your anger to the masses, isn't it, Brett? How often are we celebrating those individuals who go beyond the expectation in a good way? One of our advertising partners at CGOB is celebrating 50 years in business. They pride themselves in providing quality customer experiences. I know it firsthand. Bill Knight isn't a fictitious cartoon character. He is the man behind Bill Knight Flooring and Carpets. Mr. Knight joins us now. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? We're doing really well. And I just want to ask you, just in terms of philosophy, Bill, what does quality customer service look like to you? Well, I've always believed that you've got to uh, take care of your customers. You have to be very proactive on problems or or issues that arise, and and uh, don't shirk them off or don't you know sweep them under the rug. Yeah, I guess that's a pun. But if you, we just, we just believe in, in if a customer is phoning and, and yelling at you on a Monday morning, they'll be screaming at you by Wednesday if you don't jump right in and try to solve the situation. So I've, I've operated like that for all my 50 years in business. It's a, um, it's just that I believe in customer service, and I believe people should get value for the money they spend. Should point out, by the way, Bill, our vacationing colleague, Loren McNabb, loves a good pun, and if she were here, she would have saluted you rather heartily. So we will do so in her stead. We say to you, sir, well done. Now, COVID-19 uh, shutdowns. I mean, yep. my God, they affected hundreds of businesses in Manitoba. How dramatically did things change for you? 
Well, it changed uh, uh, quite dramatically for us. We uh, we have a very large uh, showroom operation, but we also do contract and commercial work and housing and whatever. And we had to shut our showroom down for over two months. We had, uh, had to lay some people off. We had zero retail sales, uh, zero rug sales, uh, uh, zero deposits on, on installations uh, for retail and refit. And um, so we were just, uh, we only had our commercial contract work to deal with and still are, uh, but it's at a much lower uh, margin. And uh, and uh, once jobs are complete, that's when you can build them and they have to wait to get paid. So it's a, it's it's been huge, uh, both psychologically in my company. We've had people, we have a couple working at home and then, and then we had people laid off and, and that's, I, I hate that. Uh, I, just, I, always, I always want to take care of my people, and unfortunately, uh, that's what happened. But now we're 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 slowly trickling back to normal. Our showroom reopened, and and we're getting uh, clients in now. And the clients that are coming now are very serious buyers. Uh, um, it, it's uh, it's quite a thing. We're getting fewer people, but uh, a lot of buyers. Is that the upside of this, Bill, is the fact that people, when they do go out, they are serious about the, the product that they're after, that they want information on? Well, exactly. They, they don't want to be in and out of a whole bunch of stores, uh, and, and they, don't, they don't want to waste their time, and they don't want to be exposed to other people for any longer than they have to. And in our situation, we have a very large showroom, so people social distancing in our showroom is, is quite simple. Uh, and, and then we follow all the guidelines. But uh, a, a smaller stores, I know, would be difficult because they don't have the space for people to move around in. And and uh, but the ones that do come are people that are serious. Uh, they they have them, you know, penned up, and they, you know they they haven't been able to fix things or do things or or anything. And now uh, the, you know the ones that are coming out are are serious buyers. Well, yeah, I mean, we've been hearing all about all kinds of stories with renovations uh, going way up and people looking to yep. spruce up their home because they, they, you know, whatever vacation they had planned isn't happening anymore, so they might have money saved up that they're using on their home. And it seems to me that uh, flooring and carpets, uh, that would, that seems to me that should be right up there at the top of the list. Well, it is, except like I say, we lost uh, over two months uh, of uh, that type of sales. Uh, because we, we uh, sell uh, from samples. Uh, we have thousands and thousands of samples, and everything we do is basically to order uh, for what people want exactly, not not they have to go pick from 10 things I have laying on the floor and go decide which one from there. In, in our store, they get to pick from everything that's available. And uh, most of everything we sell, we install. And so people want the installation, and they want the warranties and guarantees that go with it. Well, I can tell you this. Uh, I'm standing on about 700 square feet of uh, tremendously gorgeous uh, vinyl plank flooring from Bill Knight that Audrey helped me with uh, a couple of years ago. And, and it wasn't once I put my money down and once I had the product, which was so professionally delivered, by the way, right into my garage, uh, she was there to help me. I needed some nosings for the stairs. She was in the back looking for the screws that I needed that would match the nosing that I, that I happen to have uh, already, and she made sure it matched. Just little things like that that go a long way. Before we go, Bill, right. what sort of changes are, are you making 
in your showroom to uh, to pivot a little bit and to uh, make this work for you because you have such a huge space. What are you doing there? Well, we're actually uh, we're in the we're in the throes of looking for another subtenant in our our space. We have a very very large space, and so we have a we have a window treatment blind company uh, has space in in my showroom. Have been there for quite a while, and they're very happy. And we have a uh, a mattress company in my showroom been there for 20 years so we could use another uh, partner in our showroom uh, who uh, so somebody who wants to uh, trade off of our clients and get our, our our great location and our free parking and all the things that go with it we have a situation uh, that somebody could take advantage of because uh, the rents would be much lower than they probably pay in any retail space and um, we have a history and uh Whatever. So we're, we're in the throes of doing that, uh, which we think is quite important. Uh, and so we're just now just getting started with that program. So we're looking for a subtenant uh, to come in and, and join us. Just uh, ease, ease the, uh, the costs. And if somebody is interested, how do they go about reaching you, Bill? Uh, they can call me on my cell. Uh, I like to pe- talk to people directly. And... Uh, my cell number, I don't know if you want it on the air. <laughs> That's up to you. That's entirely up to you. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, uh, 204-228-2013. And then just repeat that number again? 204-228-2013. Okay. Bill Knight joining us from Bill Knight Flooring and Carpet, serving Winnipeg for 50 years. The website is Bill Knight. Bill, thank you so much for joining us, and thanks for uh, everything you do and for being uh, an institution, quite frankly, in the city of Winnipeg. Well, thank you very much for the the comments, and I hope, uh, you know, 10 years from now we can have the same conversation. Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think. And hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG. That's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global. And on Instagram, at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.